When most people talk about knowing their ABCs, they're referencing the alphabet. But here at Animal Behavior Conversations, the podcast of the ABMA, we're talking about the ABCs of behavior. Each week, we'll discuss a topic in the world of animal training and break down the science of behavior change. One of the great things about behavior and training is that it relates to animals of every kind. So whether you're training a lion or a tiger or a bear, oh my, or your pet at home, this podcast is for you. So without further ado, let's talk some training. Hello and welcome to Animal Behavior Conversations, an ABMA podcast. Today we are talking about the organization behind this podcast, the Animal Behavior Management Alliance, with special guest Kelly Elkins. This podcast is presented by the ABMA or the Animal Behavior Management Alliance, which is a not-for-profit organization with a membership comprised of animal care professionals and other individuals interested in enhancing animal care through training and enrichment. The ABMA continually strives to advance intentional and enlightened behavior management through operant conditioning to improve the lives and welfare of all animals. If you would like to learn more or become a member of the ABMA, visit us at our website at theabma.org. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and thank you for joining us for episode number two. I'm your host, Shane, and I am a current ABMA board member, pinniped trainer at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, and self-proclaimed behavior nerd. For anyone joining us again on the podcast, we're so excited to have you back and to continue to talk about behavior. The goal of this podcast is to implement one of the goals of the ABMA, which is to continue the spread of knowledge and sharing throughout the animal care field. Each episode, we will break down one topic that involves the science of behavior change and animal training. We want to provide a resource for newer trainers to learn and for experienced trainers to be refreshed. Even though the content you hear in this podcast reflects the views of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views of the ABMA or the board of directors, we think that the diversity of subjects and viewpoints represented by animal care professionals from around the world is one of the strengths of this organization. Some things you agree with and others may challenge your perceptions and ideas, but we encourage you to listen to all that you hear with an open mind because you might be surprised by what you learn. This episode, we'll be discussing what the ABMA is, what the goals of the organization are, and also what we mean in general by behavior management. And to help me talk about that is Kelly Elkins, the current president of the ABMA. Thanks for joining me today, Kelly. Hey, Shane. So Kelly is the current president of ABMA, so that is how I know her. But for everyone else, Kelly, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey through the animal care and animal training field? Sure. I started with a completely different career for about half my life. I was doing something entirely different. And I had started working at a dog kennel and started to get exposed to training and knew that I really enjoyed that. And so trying to decide what I wanted to do to work with animals, I became involved in a vet tech program, uh, thinking that might be the direction that I wanted to go. And I did really enjoy it, um, but I decided that that wasn't the direction that I wanted to go. And training popped back up again with the prospect of uh, America's Teaching Zoo with Moore Park College. And so I applied for the program and graduated. And about a month afterwards, I got 
retired at my current facility, which is the San Diego Zoo. I've been there for about 18 years. That's so cool. And I joined the board of the ABMA during the pandemic. So I met a lot of people like this over Zoom and more professionally. And then I met Kelly for the first time at our mid-year meeting in Nashville. And so that's cool. I didn't know that about your story at all. And I think it's really cool for any listeners that are starting in the field or someone who just is interested in training that there's a way out there. If you want this to be your dream, go and get it. Yeah, it's never too late, right? Sound really old, but it's never too late. <laughs> no, it's okay. I can talk about how sore my knees are if that makes you feel better. <laughs> Do the things you're passionate about, right? Yeah, and that's why we are here. We're with the ABMA is because we're all passionate about giving animals in our care the best life possible. And a lot of that comes through chain training and behavior management. So that seems like a perfect segue to what we're talking about today which is the ABMA or the Animal Behavior Management Alliance. That's what we are doing our podcast for. So for all of the listeners who maybe are unfamiliar with the organization, we want you to be able to learn a little bit more and use this as a resource, but there's also tons of other resources that the Animal Behavior Management Alliance can give you on your animal care journey. So I think to get started, Kelly, can you talk a little bit about what the ABMA is and how this organization started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The ABMA started with a collective of trainers that decided that they would like to have an organization that they felt represented everybody and would be open to all levels of training and all taxa. So they got together in 2001. The first time that they kind of officially convened was in Cincinnati. And they just wanted to do a test run and see what they had as far as putting together a conference. And so the first conference was actually held in 2002 in San Diego. And here we are 22 years later, and we're about to have our first joint conference with IMATA, which is really exciting. But it started with the vision of having a community that would support trainers in learning how to improve their animal's welfare. And I think the word that you just said at the end sums it up perfectly, a community. We want to form a community and a resource for anyone. If you're just starting out, if you've been doing this for your entire career, a way that you can learn something new and you can also help others to learn, which kind of goes into one of the core goals of our organization. I say at the beginning of every podcast, this is episode two, so you don't know that yet, but you're going to hear me say it a lot as the podcast goes on, that one of our goals is to help share the knowledge and progress the animal care field. So in practice as a resource for animal care professionals, what are some of the ways that the ABMA does that? There's so many different ways, which is why it's such an amazing organization to be a part of. Um, If you visit our website, you're going to find that we have so many different offerings. We have our Engage, which is a virtual newsletter where you are able to access articles. We also have um, our Behavior Month, which we've been offering the last two years in October, which is not just to members, that's to everybody in, in the training community. Also, 
We just added in our new vocabulary and we are working on a video vocabulary library as well, which I think will be really helpful to trainers. And we have our conference, which is huge. That's an opportunity for everybody to get together in person, to be able to hear amazing presentations and to be able to network, which is always, uh, I think, an exciting thing for trainers to be able to get together in a room and talk about their animals and brainstorm and problem solve. So that's a great opportunity. And then we have some of our, our newest additions. Um, we have our ABCs, our Zoom series that actually we have one recording again next week. That's an opportunity for people to get together and discuss once again, problem solve for their animals. And then we have this podcast series that that Shane has put together for us that is going to be, I think, a really amazing resource for our membership. There really are so many different ways. And one of our goals right now with adding a podcast, doing a Zoom series is finding ways that we can connect with people all over the world, all times of the year, not just at the conference. The conference is an incredible way to be there in person, to be reinvigorated, to have so many new ideas and talk to people, but we're really finding a lot of ways that you can stay engaged with the community that we have with animal care professionals and trainers, and also be able to do that no matter where you live. So lots of really cool, exciting things that the ABMA is doing. And, and this last year was your presidency. And it's really cool to see that from, this is February, 2023, February, 2022, how much all of those resources have grown. Yeah, it's true. It's it's been a really exciting year. I, you know, I think the pandemic started and and we were worried that things would slow down, but we took that opportunity when we were on pause from being together in person and we found all these other ways and resources to be able to be together and to continue to share the knowledge. So, kudos to this this ABMA board. So cool to see that we went from doing conferences virtually to then using our technical knowledge of Zoom and seeing that there was a lot of people that wanted to engage that way to now having this ABC Zoom series. The first one that we had a couple months ago was really awesome. And I know I had multiple people emailing me afterwards and me talking to them from learning from that. So really, really cool stuff. Now we talked a lot about the different resources that ABMA has as your progressing in your career no matter where you're at and can always learn more. So Kelly, if you're telling someone, why should they become a member of the ABMA? What benefits are you going to get from that? I know I could sit here and talk for an hour about all the reasons that I personally love being a member and engaged, but for someone who is listening to this, who's starting out and they're looking for something a little more, why? how can ABMA help them? Well, let's start with our our vision. Our vision is to be a global leader dedicated to advancing animal welfare through excellence and behavior management. That is a solid vision <laughs> that I can get behind, right? Who doesn't want to be a part of that? And, you know, for the very reasons that you were just discussing, Shane, the fact that once you're part of this organization, this is a community. These are the people that are here to support you and help you with your animal journey. And so you can reach out, you have the resources available of anybody in the membership to be able to reach out and ask questions and, and to problem solve. 
Um, you have access to our previous conference history um, through animal professionals and the amazing relationship that we have with them that you can access a previous conference presentations. You can share that with your organization, with your team, um, which I think is such an amazing resource. And you feel like you have the support that you need in moving forward to be able to find ways to better take care of your animals. I think one of the really unique aspects of our field compared to a lot of other fields is there isn't really competition. Someone comes up with a new idea, something new. It's not a hidden secret because they want their personal organization to be the only one doing that. Instead, it's, hey, we found this great way that we can better the lives of our animals. Let's share it with everyone. And organizations like the ABMA is there for that to allow those people to go out and say, listen to this. Have you thought of this? Let's learn this. And you can then come back to ABMA and learn all those great things, which is really amazing. And you talked about how we have all the papers and presentations from our past conferences. I can tell you that I just was going through those two days ago. A little uh, spoiler for our third publication of Engage within the last year. It'll be releasing hopefully around April of 2023. I was looking through some of the old conferences and I found from 2003 and this paper was and presentation was given by some really incredible leaders in the field. And it was titled, When is Environmental Enrichment Most Effective? And I read through it and 20 years later, this paper, everyone I think should read it. It's all about how if you have a social group of animals by giving them enrichment when they are cohabitating peacefully can be a way to reinforce their peaceful cohabitation as a very brief summary. And I was reading through that. I got so much from it and we're going to republish that and engage for people to look at. I think it's so cool that 20 years later, we can still go back and learn and continue to use those things. So so many great resources for you to join the ABMA, not only just for you to use professionally, but we're going to keep saying it, that community of people that are there to support you, help you learn, and also lift you up when you're doing something amazing. To wrap up today's episode, let's talk a little bit more about what we mean by behavior management. The organization is the Animal Behavior Management Alliance. So Kelly, can you talk a little bit about what behavior management is? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, tackle this as what it is to me. Does that sound good? So behavior is a conversation. We get the, the privilege of working with animals. And in that, we are learning every day on their terms how to communicate with them. And management is just all of the different aspects of being able to take care of those animals. So going back to what you were just talking about, this paper that's that's still applicable 20 years later, where we're trying to look at that 24-hour period in an animal's day in our care, and how do we enrich and challenge their lives? How do we give them a different experience every single day? How do we do the best that we can and provide the absolute top-notch welfare to these animals on a continuous basis? And how do we share that information with each other so that we make sure that we are all performing at that top level? 
So Kelly can't see this because I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I just got goosebumps. I love that. That was so unique. And I think that sums up for me what this community is, is I have never asked that question to Kelly. And she said something that was really hit home with me, makes so much sense. If I answer that question, I'd be saying the same thing, but probably a little bit differently. So I think that is what's so cool about this community is we all have little ways to think about it. Like I loved how you start out by saying that behavior is that communication, the dialogue with the animal. And we use that to enrich their lives. That's was really cool. And I hope that this is a really great start to this podcast as we are growing. Hopefully you'll join in every single week as we talk to some incredible people and we can all learn more about behavior management, animal training, and the science of behavior change. So now we are getting to what I think is going to be one of my favorite parts to record on the podcast, and that is our training tale segment. So during this segment, we're going to have our guests tell a fun, interesting a training story they're passionate about or something that an animal did that was ridiculous and cute or uh, really something that an animal had a really big win on, something that maybe they had a win on that was challenging and they finally figured out how to help that animal get to that next step. So we're going to give Kelly the honor of being our first official training tale. And she has a really great story about her journey to where she is today. So I was in Hawaii and I was doing my first night dive and it was with manta rays. And so I was super, super excited about this, Um, but I'd gotten sick on the plane ride over. So originally when I had it scheduled, I had to cancel and reschedule for the end of the week and we're nearing the end of the week and I still kind of have a cold. And so not sure if I'm going to be able to do this dive or not, but I really, really want to do this dive. And I have my sister with me. So they put the line down and they decide they're going to send me down first. Um, So we're waiting for the sun to set and I start to head down the line because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get my ears cleared or not. So I head down this line that's about 30 feet and connected at the bottom of the ocean. And I'm down at the bottom of the line and the sun had started to set. So now it's gotten really dark. And by the time I get down there, it's pretty much pitch black and I can feel movement around me, but I can't see anything at all. All I can see is when I look up the, the line, I can see the boat and the light at the top of the boat. And then nobody's coming and I can feel all this movement. And then in the distance, I see a light come on and the lights to draw the plankton in to get the manta rays to come over. And all I see is this giant shadow pass by in front of the light. And I thought, oh no, 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 no. And I start to head back up the rope because (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I don't think I want to be alone down here with it. And right at that moment, everybody else started coming um, down from the boat, down the line. So I worked my way back down and we made our way over and I soon had probably one of the best experiences in my entire life when that first manta ray passed over that first 10 foot manta ray swimming right above my head. And that is my first tattoo. That is a moment that changed my life. And I knew that this was something incredibly special and something that I wanted to be a part of. 
That's amazing. It sounds like the prequel to Jaws that almost happened. <laughs> and I, I, there were so many things in that moment that were going through my head. <laughs> Not the man array. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a really great story to wrap up this second episode of the podcast because all of us, when we are taking care of animals in a zoological setting, we want to allow people to have that moment that you had with a manta ray, but with the animals that are in our care. So that is really cool. And I hope that all of us have had that. Or uh, as if you're starting out, if you are not in the zoo field and you're just interested, I hope that when you're coming face to face with these incredible animals, you can have the experience that Kelly had of elation, maybe not terror at the beginning. <laughs> and that concludes today's episode about the Animal Behavior Management Alliance and Behavior Management. This, of course, just scratches the surface. So if you have any questions at all and you want to learn more about the ABMA, please reach out on any of our social channels or by emailing abc at theabma.org. We'd love to hear from you because this podcast is made for you. As we start this out, we want to make this a resource, something that people can really connect with. So if you have questions or topics that you'd like covered, please reach out to us. But before we go, Kelly, do you have a way that people can reach out to you if they have questions? Absolutely. They can contact me through our website at the Animal Behavior Management Alliance, or they can contact me at kelkins at sdzwa.org. A special thank you to Kelly for joining me on our second episode. James McCaleb for our theme song, Ayla on the Beat, sung by the ever-talented Ayla the Sea Lion. All of our ABMA members and to you for listening and joining in on the behavior conversation. If you aren't already a member, consider joining the ABMA by visiting at theabma.org as we all strive to better the lives of animals around the world. Be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and join us next week on Animal Behavior Conversations as we talk about the importance of relationships in training. In the meantime, thanks for joining us and happy training. screen then now that i know how to do that thankfully <laughs> thank god for abma yeah <laughs> teaching us life skills <laughs> <laughs>